G'day Aussie Gridiron fans, welcome back to G'day Gridiron. We're back after a bit of a, a week off. Our man Brad here had a bit of a, a dose of the flu, the, the, mm. the hard flu too. We won't say it was yeah. a spicy one because it wasn't the spicy, but it was a, a horrible flu. So Manjot and I couldn't really get together, I guess, in a, in a way that would work for us. So we thought we'd just take a, an extra bit of a week off. Uh, and then, of course, boys, in that week off, it seems like the entire NFL decided to dump the entire news cycle for the offseason in that <laughs> week. So there's a there's a few things going on around the NFL at the moment. Uh, Manjot, it was a crazy week, wasn't it, for some, for some news, for news drops. As someone who makes NFL content every single day, I'm not complaining about that. No, <laughs> I got yeah. to have like 20, 30 posts at least because of all the news, which is pretty good. Pretty happy. I managed to get everything. But look, I, I enjoyed some of this news. I was upset by some of this news. You know, there's a lot of range of emotions by all these news bits coming out. So excited to talk about. Brad was telling me earlier that uh, he missed a lot of the news. Uh, because he was so down with the flu and not really doing a lot, not really in this, the same land of the living as the rest of us, Brad. Yeah, that's for sure. So when I was, I, you know, I, I am a little bit of a, a freak. I'll, I'll read the headlines even with a major fever and stuff. Um, <laughs> but but I, I didn't read anything about what was happening. So just like the whole commander's sale, I was telling Ian earlier, the whole commander's sale, um you know that finally went through and that caught me by surprise so i mean congratulations to the commanders they got to be the the happiest fan base in all of sports i think right now yeah of course so that's that's one big piece of news that came out last week or in the last few days was that the washington commanders sale finally went through so dan snyder is officially out in the josh harris josh harris try one more time Ian. josh Mm -hmm. harris group is officially in so that's massive news for all those Commanders fans, the Washington fans that have been hanging on for so long and just begging for change. They should have a parade. I don't know where the parade a is parade. in Washington right Could now. Could you yeah. imagine a parade for no, getting no, rid no, of Dan Snyder? It's, <laughs> it's that important. It's that big for Washington. They need to have a parade. You know, hey, you get hey, wave, goodbye. <laughs> you get the march well, I, down. You know the whole is it Washington Avenue, Brad? That's the big, the big avenue they have there. Yeah, yeah, but you know, I don't care. As a Cowboys fan, I'm happy for Washington to continue to suck for another twenty years. So (laughs) I don't think there's any danger of that at the moment, Brad. Um, (laughs) Although it was interesting that one of the first things that they've said is that uh, in 2024 they may consider another name change. So maybe they might name the team correctly this time. Oh, really? Oh, that's interesting. I think yeah. Commanders is just such a cheap name. It's just so it is, it is a, It's a cheap name. It's and a, then, that, then that thing came out in amongst it all that Manjot will know about, where um, it, it came out that they didn't officially uh, – what was it, Manjot? They didn't officially do something with the Commander's name. They didn't register oh. it or something. Oh, gosh. Oh, the trademark. The trademark. Yeah. The trademark. This guy. Yeah. yeah, this guy is always buying their trademarks, and then that is what is causing them to have to change their name all the time. So I'm pretty sure the trademark ratio of the US, like I think a month or two ago, was like, mm. hey, Commanders is not going to be the name. So this guy who has been collating <laughs> like 50 possible names has just trademarked them all. And that's what's making the commanders have to change their name potentially. That and also because the commander's name actually really stinks of Dan Snyder. So maybe a new yeah. ownership group can make them move on from the Dan Snyder stink of the commander's name. Yeah, it's a lot of stink. All right, some other news that happened last week, the big, big news last week, the DeAndre Hopkins signing with the Titans. He signed a two-year, $26 million contract. That was huge news earlier in the week. Yeah, it's interesting to see, uh, you know, two years, $26 million. It's not a huge amount, but um, it'll be interesting to see what kind of production he can bring at this stage in his career. Yeah, I love the signing for the Titans. I think for the Titans themselves, they're going to have a lot more improvement because DeAndre Hopkins is on the team. 
the top receiving option before this signing was going to be Traylon Burks. He was probably primed for a big season. I think Traylon Burks is still going to have a good season because DeAndre Hopkins is going to take away a lot of the attention Burks will get. So I think Hopkins will be that sort of guy that can lead that offense alongside Derrick Henry. Yeah. Yeah. Uh... A bit more news. RBs across the league came together in the last couple of days uh, to talk about basically their contracts, the wages, uh, the pushing down of RB contracts over the last few seasons, few years. Um, so that's been a massive thing. RBs across the league obviously being underpaid uh, when you look at it on par with the rest of their teammates in the locker rooms. Some of the, the top guys. Well, Derek Henry is the top paid uh, running back at the moment, and he is only on a $16 million contract. Mm-hmm. So, and, and we all know how valuable Derrick Henry is to the Titans. Uh, and then a lot of others are way, way down there. I think one of the most noticeable notable ones was um, Austin Eckler, who is obviously an absolute TD machine. He's on like a $1 million contract. What are you serious? Yeah, it's something that's like one or two million dollars. It's an it's a ridiculously tiny amount for any player. Uh, he's essentially on a rookie contract. Wow, wow, I didn't know that. That's scary. Yeah, so so in amongst that, uh, there's been a few who uh, obviously we talked about Saquon Barkley on a previous one. Uh, he didn't sign his uh, his tag by the tag deadline. Josh Jacobs also said he wants he was not going to sign a tag and he won't report to. Uh, to training camps until uh, he can work out something with the Raiders. Uh, mm. And he is even talking about maybe even skipping a year. So, Wow. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So, so. Oh, it's tough. It's tough for running backs because they're being made to pay for the past mistakes of some other GMs, some other running backs who haven't lived up to their hype of the contract. I'm especially talking about like Todd Gurley, Le'Veon Bell, you and no Brad Zeke, your boy <laughs> out there. Yeah. He didn't pan out. He didn't pan out that much. Same with those other guys. So a lot of the current running backs are being made to pay for the bad contracts that were signed previously because, I mean, running back, is a very hard wear and tear position. But I think a lot of these guys, in terms of football players, they would get a lot of money if they were wide receivers, for example. Mm. A lot of these guys can catch the ball. They can line up in the slot here and there now with modern offenses. Yet they're being so underpaid because everyone's like, oh, someone else can do what, say, Christian McCaffrey. Yeah. Someone else can do what, you know, a Josh Jacobs, a Saquon Barkley, a Derrick Henry can do. So that sort of argument where they're replaceable, it kind of is very ignorant of what a lot of these guys individually can do as players. I think that's what's getting lost in the conversation is, yes, there is cases that running back isn't necessary to win a Super Bowl, but I would say that it's plain ignorance to say that a star running back still can't be a focal point of a team. That's what I'm saying. So that's where I think a lot of people are ignoring running back and their value right now in this yeah. conversation is really they're just dismissing them as, you know, any old running back can do what Tony Pollard does, that sort of thing. Yeah, yeah. Uh, they definitely are devalued. Yeah, I'll, I will always come back to the quote that I heard that was, it was you throw the ball to score points, you run the ball to win. Uh, so yeah. we have to, you have to respect that. And those guys, they put their bodies on their line for their teams to, to put the best foot forward. Uh, and and as much as I get on a lot of uh, a lot of the players and the league as a whole for the amount of money they pay people, you've still got to pay people. Uh, it's like with equivalent importance to what they are to a team. So. If you're going to treat them like a very important part of the team, well, you got to pay them that way. So. Uh, happier, happier stuff. Have a bit, a bit of happier news for the last week. Throwback uniforms. All of the we've seen all the throwback uniforms and helmet designs released now. Uh, I don't think there's any others to come which have been announced that would come. So they're all there. Uh, of course, Manjot has rated all of them on Pastry Press NFL on Instagram. You can go and see Manjot's ratings for those. 
Boys, question for you. Have you seen all these uniforms? I know Mandrot has. Brad, have you? Uh, and which one would you buy, regardless of your your allegiances? Which one do you like the best? What would you spend your hard-earned on? Mandrot, Mandrot I'll, let you, I'll let you go first on that one. Oh, I'd go first. So, look, I, I have a lot of love for all these uniforms because for some reason, the 90s NFL is probably my favourite NFL era to look back on so there's a lot of great uniforms that are out there that are from the 90s i think my favorite one though it's probably more i would say 70s 80s sort of uniform would be that titans oilers uniform the love your blue era oilers uniform i love those like the light blue you've got there you've got the numbers which have the red trim and they're a white so, yeah, white with the red trim. I think, you know, seeing Derrick Henry run like that kind of just brings back memories of watching highlights of Earl Campbell and Bomb Phillips and all those sort of guys. I actually love those uniforms. So I'm actually thinking, you know what, I might as well buy a Derrick Henry Oilers throwback oh, uniform. Don't yeah. buy a Henry one. Can you buy something? Do you really want a Henry one? Uh, maybe DeAndre Hopkins. Now you could do Hopkins. Titans. You could do yeah. Hopkins, mate. That'd be that'd be more <laughs> up your alley. As a wide receiver, I reckon that would be more up your alley. Yeah, but I think though those Oilers uniforms were more for those running backs back in the day, like O Campbell, as I said. So that's why I thought Derrick Henry would probably be the more fitting choice as a jersey, as a jersey, you know, purchase. That's what I was gonna say. Yep, Brad, have you seen any yet? I have seen some. Uh, you know, I think I'd probably have to go uh, with Tampa Bay just because the oh the cr- the creamsicle just because they're pure. They're so gross. Yeah, they are. They're the grossest. <laughs> I love them though. I do love them. It is. They, I just instantly look at the color. The first reaction is "whoa," and then yes, after that, after that, you're like, "No, actually, it kind of works." Yeah, that's exactly that's exactly right. It's it's like watching a car wreck, you know. You just just can't take your eyes off of it, but you know it's awful. So, yeah. Well, of course, I'm going to have to run with my allegiances since the Vikings did unveil a throwback uniform. They went with the the Vikings classic, so that uh, hark back to the days of Fran Tarkenton and. The Minnesota clubs from the 60s and the 70s uh, with the slightly different color purple, the trimmed sort of the yellow trimmed numbers uh, or gold numbers, retro sleeve stripes. Oh, it looks so good. I uh, <laughs> I, I have been considering which one I, I do try and buy, if any. I may even get, after, after finishing the quarterback series, I may even get uh, Cousins ones before it's too late. Oh, yeah, do it. Absolutely. Do it. Right. So uh, last thing, uh, news for this week, of course, and we'll be talking about it as we keep going along all through August. Training camp has finally started. All the teams are back in facilities now at the start of their training camps. But of course, with training camp starting, also starts with the training training camp injury list, the dreaded list. Happens every season. You really feel for some Mm. guys. There was one which wasn't specifically training camp related, but wow. it is at the start of this. Uh, Naheem Hines came out, uh, some news came out today about Naheem Hines. Uh, unfortunately, taken out by a jet ski. He was on another jet ski uh, sitting still and someone's run into him uh, and he has a season-ending knee injury. feel real bad for Naheem Hines. He, uh, he looked to have a, a much bigger role going to the Bills this season uh, and... Yeah, now he's he's out for the 2023 season, unfortunately. Uh, and then CJ Gardner-Johnson got a right leg injury at training as well. So that was uh, the start of the training camp injury list. It's not a nice mm. list, but... Uh, mm. L- luckily, I heard today that uh, Gardner's injury is not bad. So yeah. it sound like he's going to miss any significant time. Um, I think they expect him back by season. Looks like okay. he'll be he'll be out for camp, and then they expect him back week one. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Which he, I mean, it does. It, okay. Yeah. Right. And, and it does prohibit their development and what things they want to do. Especially, you know, they just brought him in to kind of be this this chess piece. 
Um, mm. But luckily, it's not like in a Naheem Hines situation where he's out the whole year. Um, so, yeah, it's it's sad when you see guys get hurt like that so early in the season. It is. It is very much so. Yeah. All right, let's get on. Uh, of course, we went around last week to do our defensive back draft for our 2023 best team series. So we're going to do the defensive back draft today as well. We are also going to do later on a very quick two-round draft for our kicker and our punter, just to round out our team, uh, as well as something special at the end after that. We're all going to choose a coach, so but we'll get to that a bit later on. Of course, in the last one, uh, I went first in that, so our order, just to refresh everyone on our order for this week for our defensive back draft is Brad will be going first, Manjot second, and myself in third. So we're going to have a four-round draft for our defensive backs. Are we ready, boys? I am yeah. ready. I'm, I'm looking forward to it. So, All yeah, let's, let's get going. Excellent. All right, Brad, with the first pick in the 2023 G'day Gridiron Best Team Draft for defensive backs, who are you going well, I'm excited about this because simply because, you know, if I was starting a team, if I was building a team, uh, I think cornerback would be one of those positions where uh, it would probably be cornerback and quarterback are two huge, huge positions for me. So um, I'm taking I'm going a little bit with youth and I'm going with a guy that has, uh, even I think, some more high upside. Um, and that is specifically Pat Sertan for the Broncos. So, Ooh. yeah, Man. yeah. Pat so Sertan. I think, I think you know the fact that he's 23 years old, uh, it, he's still got some room to grow. And you're seeing teams already uh, just shy away from him and not want to get near him. So I'm, I'm, I like what he's doing, and I think teams are afraid of him. He is definitely uh, an all-around player. So I'm excited about Patrick Sertan. Awesome. Manjot, you have the second pick. I know as soon as Brad made that pick of Pat Satan, the second, that uh, your eyes lit up. I could I could hear them <laughs> just open from here. Manjot, yeah, who are you going with the second pick? Look, Satan would probably be my second pick had Brad taken this guy. You know me. I'm pastry press NFL. You know, I love my pastries. But with pastries, you got to have a little bit of sauce on them when you're eating them. <laughs> so I love to have a little bit of Sauce Gardner on my team today. So Sauce Gardner will be the second pick of the draft. Yeah, I expected that. I expected Brad to go in. I'm curious, Brad, why not Sauce? You know, I to me, Sertan's a little bit more of a lockdown. And... In just doing my research around this, I, I read several NFL execs say they think Gardner gets a little bit of hype because he's playing in New York. So they, he gets a little bit more positive press. They say he's great. He's fantastic. But I can see that. that just the fact that when you're in New York, your, your myth kind of just grows because it's such a, a huge city. Yeah, I, I kind of do disagree with that, though, Brad. I feel like a lot of people just hate on Sauce because he plays in New York. I think that's what comes with that <laughs> sort of statement, too, is that he's actually a real good player, Sauce Gardner. It's not like he was a rookie that made a couple mistakes here or there. He was shut down, too. I, I've just got to say that. I know you probably weren't saying he wasn't shut down, right. Brad. But right. I think I think Sauce is a shutdown cornerback. I just think a lot of people might not see the hype in guys like Tariq Woolen or Pat Sertan or these sort of guys out there in the West Coast. So they always just go and hype down Sauce and start hating on him and picking on his game. As we saw recently with the Twitter beef between Asante Samuel Jr., Darrell Revis, and Sauce himself about Sauce and where he ranks <laughs> in cornerbacks. I think, I think it really shows where that sort of thing comes into play, where that media hype actually gives source more hate than actual love i would say well interesting yeah i um i can see i can see that i can see it a, a little bit um and he was my number two so i by no yeah. means am, am i hating on him um yeah but i just i i like sertan 
which you know, tomato, tomato. So I, I get yeah, that. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I have the number three pick in the draft. I I was basically looking at a lot of these guys based on their defensive snaps from last season, how many they took. There's a couple of guys who are at the top of the PFF rankings with very little defensive snaps because they sort of came good, I guess, in the latter part of the season. Now, I was thinking about one guy who was in third in, in third overall in the rankings, but I'm very scared about the division he's in uh, this season because of the changes to that division. So I think I'm going to go with a guy from out west. And I'm sorry, Manjot, but I am going to take Shaverius Ward. Oh, dang. <laughs> Wow, wow, look at you. Yeah. So I'm gonna go I'm gonna look I'm gonna sort of think more divisionally in terms of the quarterbacks uh and the wide receivers that these guys come up against. Uh in terms of divisionally, so the games that they've got to play, uh quite a few of during the season, as well as whoever else they're taking uh, the other their others that they're taking on and their their division. The NFC being what the NFC is, uh, I felt more comfortable with an NFC guy than I do with an AFC guy right now. So I think I'll go with Chevarius because I think, I mean, that was one of the best defences in the league last season in San Francisco. So I'll go with that for my first pick. And then I am on, I am on the snake and I think I will do a similar thing, go with a similar tab tactic. I'm very scared. I'm very scared about the, um, about anybody coming up against the Jets uh, or the Dolphins or the Pats uh, <laughs> uh, and that entire division, basically. But against my better judgment, I will take Jalen Ramsey. <laughs> oh. oh, wow. Nice, oh. nice. I, I, I kind of really want him just for the production side. The guy uh, was amazing last season, but it does scare me coming up against uh, the likes of, of Aaron Rodgers and, I mean, you don't – Bill Belichick, any Bill Belichick-led team has a down year, always has an up year straight immediately after it. Um, yeah, and then obviously there's the rest of the division too. So it scares the crap out of me <laughs> going for a Dolphins. It may prove to be a, this just an absolute killer in my entire team, but hopefully not. And hopefully Jalen Ramsey can perform uh, to the level that he did in 2022 season again and get me some great pff points <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah all right um manjot we are back to you yeah look i'm not sure how many of you guys how many safeties you guys will take in this draft because well ian put it out there that you can take four cornerbacks if you want to but I'm gonna try and keep it consistent. I'm gonna try and keep it two and two of each as best as I can. So with safety, I'm gonna go with a guy who probably is the best safety in the league, especially strong safety. I'm thinking of, and he's been a big part of this Pittsburgh Steelers defense ever since he was oh, traded there. Oh, did I steal your pick? It's Minka Fitzpatrick. Yeah, oh, I, oh, I, oh, I love it when this happens. This is great. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I think me and, me and Brad got that bit of a mind meld going on. You know, oh. I think I think it happens a lot. So yeah, Minka Fitzpatrick. I just thought I, I'd get a safety out right now, and whoever I chose was the best safety. Whoever I thought was the best safety in the league, and I think you know he ranked third in PFF ranking for safeties all of last season, and the other couple of guys ahead of him were Carl Hamilton and Cameron Cole, who I don't think personally are better safeties than Minka, especially not as good safeties overall or well-rounded. Those guys played less snaps than, um, than you know, Minka did. So Minka played more snaps than both of them. That's why I'm thinking Minka Fitzpatrick is the best safety. So I'm, I'm going to take him. Yeah. I think the thing that scares me about safeties and the reason that I did say that, that they're all defensive backs and we can go with whatever we like mm. is that not a lot of teams will play with actual free safeties. They won't play yeah. schemes with free safeties. So a lot of them have a lot less snaps than a lot of the uh, cornerbacks do um, because I think teams tend to play cornerbacks in those roles when they're not 
specifically a free safety. Yeah. But yeah. I like I like that you 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 guys were already thinking and taking the pun on a on an actual safety anyway. So that's that's mm. great. So mm. all right, Brad, we're back to you for the sixth pick in the draft. All right. And uh, I believe I've I've got the snake. So, I, so yeah. I'll... So you'll have sixth and then seventh. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm gonna I'm gonna go stick with my corner. Um, I'm gonna take my next highest guy on the board, even though I hate his team. But this guy can play the run just as well as the pass, which is not always the case with a lot of corners. Trayvon Diggs, I love him, but he's a little weaker on the run. I'm not taking him, but oh. I actually am taking uh, Jair Alexander for the Packers. Wow. So, yeah. He was yeah. he was one of my big considerations. Uh, okay. I, was, I was really thinking about him as well. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean uh, – I was looking at some of his stats earlier and he, he held quarterbacks to a 66.4 QB rate rating um, when he was targeted. So he got targeted 79 times as the nearest defender. So, which is that, that is a real 66.4 is a very low number. So the guy can play ball and he's in the, he's in his prime. He's 26 years old. So, and you know, the, the central quarterbacks and they're in the NFC, they're, they're good, but, but they're not, you know, it's, they're not the world beaters type thing. So I think he'll be in for a good year. So I'm going to take Jay Alexander with that sixth pick. Moving on to the seventh pick. I, I'm going to go back to safety. So, uh, Manjot, Manjot took my number one safety, but I'm going to go with a guy who I've just loved him since day dot, since he came into this league. And he struggled with some injuries, but the last two years, uh, he's been able to play full seasons. And I think he is, the way he gets used by this team is really special. They realize what is what an amazing Hall of Famer, potential Hall of Famer he is. So I'm taking Derwin James Jr. for the Chargers. Um, I just I love that guy's toughness and, and the way he plays. And I, you know he's not at the level of of you know some of these perennial All Pros just yet. But if he can stay healthy again, I really think he'll he'll be able to make some real noise for a uh, first ballot hall of famer mm. yeah awesome all right major uh on to you for the eighth pick yeah i was probably going to take derwin james if you didn't Brad, uh-huh. but i was expecting <laughs> you to i was expecting him to yeah he, he deserves he deserves it look there's there's quite a few guys out there that i could take i think for corners there's two on the same team that I'm actually looking at, and they're both up there in the best corners in the league, and they're on the same team. And I'm thinking of the Eagles, of course. That, that uh-huh. this is why they part of the reason why they made the Super Bowl. And actually, when you were talking about rivals, Brad, I was thinking you were going with one of the Eagles guys. I was going to take the other guy. So with that being said, mm. I'm thinking. I'm going to take Darius Slay from oh, the Eagles. You yeah. son of a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> okay, yeah. Enough enough of my evil laugh in there. But Darius That's a terrible Slay, evil laugh. You can do better yeah, than that, Major. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, I don't think my brain is working as well as it could right now. But look, I think Darius Slay last year, he was locking down everyone, including guys like Justin Jefferson, for example. He was locking them down as easy as you'd like it. And I think that's what his appeal is to me. He's a big gamer. He can play in those big games in prime time against the best receivers. He can stop them, just like the other corner I took earlier, Sauce Gardner. So that's why I'm liking my team a little bit right now, is that I really love seeing what Darius Slay has. And I think he compliments Sauce Gardner pretty well. Two lockdown corners I've got, I reckon. My only concern with Slay is that he's, you know, he's older. He's 32 years old. Um, yeah. So, so I, he, I mean, he didn't show it this last year, but, um, you know, there there comes a point when Father Time does catch up with you sooner or later. It catches up with all of us, but 
Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, all right. I have the ninth pick, and Manjot has thrown me for an absolute loop because I didn't think he would go that far down the cornerback rankings. So <laughs> I think I will go with the the one guy that I think I was going to take at safety, and I will go down that road anyway. I was sort of more thinking of this guy looking at actual ranking numbers, thinking more about even though yeah, I'm not I'm not fond of the safety position, the way it gets used. Uh, if I think about the actual numbers game and what we're doing, I think I will take Kyle Hamilton, who was the number one ranked safety last season by PFF. Um, even though he has a relatively small amount of defensive snaps, he had six hundred last season. Versus someone like Minka, who Manjot picked earlier, had 939. Uh, I think I will go with him and we'll see what the Ravens' defense can cook up this season, whether he has a, a bigger role. Hopefully he does and he continues on his, his good ways. So after that, because I'm on the snake, I feel like the the back-end snake is like the worst position to be in. Because everyone's, everyone's already taken the players and you're sort of – Treading water, thinking which where do I go here? How do I go? Who's going to fall to you? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> who's falling? Where do I go? You picked all the good ones. Um, I'm back on cornerbacks. I kind of think you have to look at the teams. I think that some of these these guys play on, and you have to be wary about the teams who are just going to be or or likely to just be bad. There are some guys that uh, were on inherently bad teams last year that have some amazing numbers, which is quite astounding, but small amounts of defensive snaps, which is the the bigger issue. So I think I'm going to go with a guy who was on the top-ranked team last year, and I am going to go with Legereus Sneed. I'm going to pick him because he was obviously in KC, uh, played a hell of a lot of snaps because of, well, just because of KC, uh, and top-ranked cornerback on the team. So... I'm going to go that way. I think. I don't know. I don't know if I'm doing the right thing here today. That's. I'm. I'm very wary about this one, as opposed to every other one of our one of our drafts so far. I've been a little more confident in what I've been doing. Uh, this not so much. Uh, Manjot, back to you for the second yeah. last pick in the DB draft. Yeah. Look, it's it's been tough. It's been it's a tough spot to be in because mm. when you're looking at defensive backs, you're looking at two positions. And looking at both, looking across both safety and cornerback, that there isn't so much depth that there's an obvious pick for me, or there is too much depth potentially. Who knows? But I'm thinking, I'm thinking going away from the two safeties, two corners. I was gonna do that. I'm gonna go three and one today. I'm gonna go with another corner myself, and that's because I'm actually pretty high on this guy. I'm gonna go with J.C. Horn. From the Ooh. Carolina Panthers, Ooh. I think he's severely, severely underrated as a cornerback, and I think a lot of people are sleeping on what J.C. Horn can do. And I think if that Panthers team is going to improve this year, and especially if they make playoffs, I think J.C. Horn is going to be rated as one of the NFL's best players in the league. I think across any position, I'm talking overall players. I think J.C. Horn will be one of the more feared ones. And I think if they're going to have a big run this year, Carolina, J.C. Horn will be one of the five guys that really drives them there. So that's why I'm going with him. Hey, all right. I wasn't expecting. Yeah, well, yeah, I wasn't either, Brad. Good pick. Um, Interesting pick. Yeah, I'm a bit high on the Panthers, to be honest. I did take Brian Burns a couple of weeks ago in the in the linebacker draft. So, yeah, there's a, there's a few Panthers guys in that defense I love. Well, anyway, on to Brad. It's some of those teams that can only improve, that's for sure. Um, <laughs> yeah. Brad, last pick. Uh, all right. So, with, yeah, with the last pick in our DB draft, I actually am going to go with the safety position. And I am going to go with a guy who uh, he's, a, he's getting a little bit up there. He's still just shy of 30, um, but he had six interceptions last year uh, from the safety position, which is not easy to do. 
and he's a little bit of an Iron Man, although he started to get, well, before last season he was an Iron Man, and he got bang, dinged up last year. I'm I'm thinking he's going to come back and bounce back and have a great season again this year. I'm taking Justin Simmons, safety for the Broncos. So he is, when he's healthy, that guy is a stud. He's more your prototypical safety. So again, to Ian's point earlier about time played, might be a little bit of an issue, but uh, he's so good that I you see Denver really using him. Um, so I'm I'm excited and I'm looking forward to seeing Justin Simmons mm. for the Broncos on my team. Two Broncos nice. spread. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So there, I didn't there think. You, yeah, I didn't think. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I know. I uh, I just I like their defense, you know, and it's unfortunate <laughs> that they stunk yeah. so bad last year. <laughs> but it, but it. It yeah, well, that's true. DB. That is very true. Very, very true. All right, that's our DB draft, boys. Uh, let's um, let's recap those DB teams or DB rooms that we've got right now. So Brad has Pat Sertain, Jaya Alexander, Derwin James, and Justin Simmons. Manjot has Sauce Gardner, Minka Fitzpatrick, Darius Slay, and JC Horn. I've got Shaverius Ward, Jalen Ramsey, Kyle Hamilton, and Legarius Sneed. Just purely for names, I think Manjots might have that one, but we'll see. It'll be interesting. It'll be interesting to see. They're so deep. It's yeah, just the, really. that cornerback safety position, DBs as a whole, is so deep, and you could be talking about any one of these guys on on any after any Sunday, basically. It's just, yeah, right down the list. Any of these guys mm. can achieve. It's not always the same guys like it is in some other positions, I feel. Yeah, there's there's a lot of guys that, that I had to think about. I mean, one of the guys I was thinking of taking a flyer on, which sounds a bit of a homer, but Talanoa Hufunga. I was pretty surprised that, you know, we went this deep into the draft and I don't think anyone was thinking about him. I think there's other guys up there too, like Kevin Byard from the Titans and... You know, there's a lot of, especially safety. We didn't go too deep into safety because we're allowed to take as many corners as we wanted to. So I think there's a lot of talent at safety out there for our best teams that we didn't take. So that was the interesting part of it for me. Okay, we're going to do a bit of a fun get-to-know-you exercise. I had a bit of a, a sort of realization or a bit of a thought this week that people might not know a lot about us apart from the NFL stuff. So, for instance, Manjot's been doing pastry press on Instagram for a few years now. Manjot, three, uh, four? Yes, yeah, start of 2021, so two and a half. So two and a half, nearly yeah. three years. Uh, and I wasn't 100% sure whether Manjot had sort of let anyone in on his on who Manjot was apart from he's, he's a 49er faithful and this is how he got into NFL and these are the games he loves and... Basically, all NFL stuff. Uh, and of honestly, course... in honestly in real life, I would say a lot of people wouldn't know who I am apart from the football side as well. So, yeah, you know, if there's anyone anyone out there who's my friend who only really knows me the the by you know my football analysis and that they know I love football. This might be a better better chance for them to know me as well. So it might be go. exactly that. Is, that is very very true, mate. So yeah, I I think that's a part of my character that I don't really show a lot of people is that you know I do like things apart from football and apart from sports in general. Uh, it's just I dedicate a lot of time to pastry press. That's what takes up a lot of my free time. But you know, there's a lot of other things apart from me. So you know, I, I think this is a great chance to show everyone that you know there's a bit more to me as a person apart from the football. So I'm glad we're doing this sort of exercise, Ian. I think. Think it'd be good to let people in on this, and that's exactly what I thought, mate. Obviously, if nobody knows Brad and I uh, as well, people know you a lot yeah. better than anybody else because you're you're sort of out there on Insta a lot more, and you're in the social universe a lot more. You're a younger guy, etc. So, thought we'd go through a few get to know you questions, just some basics, pretty much. Um, so let's start, boys, and we might start with. Hey, Brad, do you want to start this one? Sure, I got no problem with that. Yeah. Righto. Well, so we'll start off with Brad with uh, what three albums can't you live without? Yeah. So 
Um, I, I was thinking about this earlier today and I was thinking, well, what albums do I keep coming back to over and over and over in my life? And I'm older than these guys. And so I'm, I'm a child of the eighties and the nineties. Um, you're not that much older than me, but just <laughs> tell me. Yeah, yeah, right, right. Fair point. Um, and uh, I'm going back to one of the first albums I ever bought when I was a really young kid. Um, and it's it's now, unfortunately, he's he's controversial now for the wrong reasons. But I'm going with the great album Thriller by Michael Jackson. Oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, it's just one of those albums that I just, you know, I might put it away and not listen to it for a little while, but I keep coming back to it. And it's got so many hits and it spent like 38 weeks at number one back when that used to mean something. Um, so mm. it's, it, I don't know if I had like seven top 10 hits or something like on it, it's something ridiculous. So, yeah, uh, it was Thriller by MJ is, is always up there for me. Do you want to run through all three or just one at a time? Yeah, you go, you go, go all three, mate. All right. So, and then, uh, and then moving on in, uh, as well is a classic one for me. Uh, it's, it's kind of everybody's perennial classic when i grew up but i still love it is it joshua tree by you too so oh yeah well um you know i think it's one of those you love them or hate them type thing but i think if i if i could only listen to one album probably the rest of my life that would probably be it just because it's 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 just so pure. I just, I love it. Um, and I love the U2 sound. Uh, some of their later stuff, uh, I not not that big of a fan of, but I love uh, U2. They're, I know a lot of people hate on them, but I just think they're a great, great band. And then, of course, I can't I can't uh, mention the 90s without picking at least a grunge, one grunge band. And with some uh, band that I come, keep coming back to is 10 by uh, Pearl Jam. So, uh, again, Pearl Jam is one of those you love them or hate them, I feel like, type things. And I'm not a huge Eddie Vedder fan, personally. I know some people just absolutely love him. But uh, that album, I think it just meant so much to me growing up. And it was just such a part of my when I was younger um, that so those would be my three albums, Thriller, Joshua Tree and 10. Uh, awesome, Brad. I love, I love music stuff. I love being a musician mm-hmm. uh, and someone who has a very eclectic taste in music. I love listening to uh, what, what music other people love. I get to, uh, I feel like I get to know someone a lot more by the, the music taste that they have. Mm, cool. So, so that said, Manja, your three. Yeah, my my free. Honestly, I had Thriller on there too. It's such a good album. Nice. That was what that was gonna be. Yeah, that was one of my one one of my free brand. I was like, damn it, when you took it, people are gonna think I was copying you. Nah. I absolutely love it. There, there's so many certified bangers there from Michael Jackson. I know he's a bit of a controversial figure now in his um afterlife, but uh, you know, you've got Thriller, of course, the song. Thriller, Jack, thriller was Beat amazing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. you got Beat It, you got Billy Jean, you got Pretty Young Thing. There's, like, so many great songs. That used to be, like, my whole road trips when I was younger. You know, with my dad, we'd just be driving to Sydney for, like, whatever, and then we'd just be putting up Thriller. You know, my mom's in the back seat or in the front seat back then before I grew. Um, you know, there's my siblings that were all like, you know, jamming along to that. That was that's an awesome album, bro. Right. Honestly, I, I'm I'm um, I'm pretty confident in saying though that 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 Brad and I would have used to listen to it on vinyl. Yeah, oh yeah, hundred <laughs> percent. Yeah. I had I have the vinyl still. Really? So oh, that's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, we're listening to it on the iPod. Like the OG iPod, like 2002 yeah. one or whatever it was. The, the OG brick. What else you got? Ah, uh, yeah. Look, I'm I'm more into the rap sort of side of things. That's not su- would probably. It's not surprising, really. Yeah, it's not not surprising because I think, as you see on Pastry Press, I usually use a lot of rap tracks behind all my football ha- highlights and that. I think one of my favorite ones of all time. Dr. Dre's album 2001 hmm. oh, has to be one of the best albums of all time. You got songs like Still Dre, Absolute Banger Dare. You got Forgot About Dre, which has Eminem on it. The next episode, like those three alone, that makes the entire album like one of the best of all time, I reckon. 
Absolutely, mate. I think everybody, most most people that know anything about music would know uh, Dre's 2001. Yeah, yeah. yeah Even I do. So, uh, yeah. yeah. Third one, Manjo? Yeah, I think a bit of more of a controversial pick, and it'll show my age quite a lot. And again, I'm going with rap, <laughs> but I'm going to go with Scorpion by Drake, and I know that's going to get a lot of hate. Um, but look, I just love some of the tracks on here. Uh, obviously, God's Plan was the biggest one out of everyone. That got big. But I reckon like songs like I'm Upset, I think Survival was decent. And my personal favorite actually was Nonstop. I think that's a very underrated song out there. I think Drake, you know, the flow he had on that song was just so good. I just really loved it when I was really, that's when I got into Drake was that album. Like, I wasn't really into him before then, but I think that he really made me a fan after that album. I was a bit of a hater, but now I'm a fan after Scorpion. Wonderful. Well, uh, Brad, Manjot thought that he might have been copying you in Michael Jackson Thriller. (laughs) I'm not going with Thriller. It's okay. My my top one was actually Pearl Jam 10. I'm a massive Pearl Jam fan. I'm a massive grunge fan. Nice. Um, and I think it's um it's it was kind of that era as well where a lot of people were either Pearl Jam or Nirvana. Yeah. Like it was one or the other. And I felt like that where I loved both and I always did love both. I love the differences in both, uh, and I could listen to both. But I think I always come back to Pearl Jam 10. There's a lot of there's a lot of tracks on that that will come up uh in, in mixed playlists and things and i hear them and i have to hear the next song off the album it reminds me when the end of the song reminds me of the next song of that on that album i have to listen to it and i usually end up just starting the album over again and listening so that's um that's one of those some of you guys will know this and some and others won't but i am a massive metalhead so one of my others is basically uh yeah a a metal uh, a metal band from around 95 or this album was from 95 which is sort of towards the end of my high school years and it was one of the things that formed me into in the metal and it's uh fear factories demanufacture so there were there's i don't expect you guys to know that no i don't I, there's um I, I i i mean i was a minor metal uh head but I'm, yeah, yeah so i'm yeah i'm a massive metal head so it's <laughs> uh they actually have a there's a song off that album that was on the original mortal Kombat soundtrack uh of the the original movie uh, and that sound, that's a movie soundtrack was one of the things that really got me uh, heavily, heavily into the newer metal scene and newer metal sounds. Oh. Uh, so I always sort of remember that. Uh, and I also very much, I love um, uh, anything local. I'm big on local things. So local sports, local movies, shows, uh, music, especially. Uh, and around the 99, sort of 2000s, after I'd come out of high school and I was in some bands and things that formed, my next one is actually a an Adelaide band called Test Eagles uh, and their 99 album, Non-Comprehendus. And it's something that I just, I don't know why, but I just inherently love it. I can't, yeah, it's something that I just can't get away from. Uh, cool. And again, I hear tracks off it. I hear little bits and pieces in my head sometimes. Have to listen to the whole album. <laughs> so I'm quite ob- 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 always uh, revisiting that. So. Uh, so that's some music questions for today. Nice. We might m- move on to our our two-round draft, our kicker-punter draft. It's a hard one, boys, kickers and punters, hard ones, because there are PFF grades through the year, but for some reason, PFF don't just hang on to those grades. So you've got to go looking for what who some of the better ones are. And obviously, kickers and punters move teams quite often, especially during the off-season. So there has been a little bit of movement around. What are we doing for an order, boys? Uh, should we just keep the I same... Right. You want to get yeah? Surely. Should we just keep the same thing? Surely it's the same. Calm down, man, Jot. I won't. I won't do you out of your kicker. Uh... <laughs> man, uh, I'm, I'm just hype. I'm just hype. I'm like, I know a lot of people like special teams are boring. I'm like, damn, man, I'm ready. I'm ready to get the special teams drop going. I've been. This is the one draft I was looking forward to the most. Because I thought this is where we could show the most football knowledge, but you it is—it is a little bit. No, I have to agree. All right, well then, Manjot, first pick for kickers and punters in our little two-round oh, quick draft. Come on, man! This I, one is the easiest pick. It's got to be the easiest history. out of all of them. It's the, 
in history. This guy is a slam dunk Hall of Famer. He made a 53-yard field goal straight down the middle to win a game against the Bengals last year. That would have probably been good if the post were like five yards wide or three yards wide. I can't remember which one, but I did post about that last year. I'm obviously talking about future Hall of Famer, the greatest kicker of all time, in my opinion, <laughs> wow. Justin Tucker. It's deserved hype because there are lists online that essentially start with who are the best kickers in the NFL in the NFL behind Justin Tucker. Yeah. Like that are, yeah. that's the lists. They start at two because they just go, Justin Tucker is the best. So I love it. I love not it. Not even the best today, but the best all time, I reckon. Just if you can make the longest field goal in the NFL, you have insane accuracy, just as I said. The most accurate kicker, the guy who can kick the deepest in NFL history. I think that's definitely the GOAT in terms of kickers. So I was really hyped when I saw that I was, you know, first pick of the draft because I got to take Justin Tucker. <laughs> I don't care if I get the third best punter in the league. As long as I get Justin Tucker, I'm pretty I, I oh. must admit. Well, you definitely were getting Justin Tucker. Wait, I'd already written it before I even asked the question of, of you want to go ahead with the first pick. So um, I've got the second pick. I am going to kick it straight away as well. And I am going for Harrison Butker. This man has Ooh. won me a lot of games uh, and a lot of actually a lot of fantasy over the last couple of seasons too, where people whinge and bitch about having kickers in the in fantasy leagues. Uh, and I always took Harrison Butker because he was fairly automatic for the Chiefs uh, through everything that he did. And he does get to do uh, a lot of point afters because the Chiefs don't really go for a lot of uh, two-point tries. So uh, it's, um, uh, yeah, so I have to go Harrison Butker, basically. So, Brad, uh, what are you going to you got choice because you got both your kicker and your partner next because you're on the snake. Yeah, yeah. So I'm going to take, with this first one, I'm going to take the the best guy um available i think at kicker or punter personally and that is i'm going with uh michael dickinson uh dixon's rather the punter for the seahawks so this guy is uh he's just phenomenal if you've ever watched him but he can put the ball wherever he wants and returners only averaged 5.9 yards against him, which is by far the lowest in the league. Um, So I think his ability to put it wherever he wants and the lack of return yards that he gets um, is he's, he's by far the league's best punter. So I'm going to go with him for punter and then uh, for kicker, of course. Yeah. It's, it's Tucker and then who else exactly. So, but um Oh shoot! I don't. (laughs) I don't. I don't. I'm to be honest with you. I'm debating going two punters. Um, that's how. That's how. That's how I feel. No, there's there's a couple of kickers here that I would definitely trust Uh, and pick. I I definitely throw a kicker out. I was like, surely one of you two would take it. All right, I'm gonna take. I'll take a kicker. I'm gonna take Carlson for the Raiders um oh yeah oh yeah wow. so uh i th- i mean that guy he, he is money he's 90 he's hit 90 percent of his field goals in the last three seasons um but he's also pretty good from long range as well he's 80 88 yards from field goals of 50 yards or longer or sorry 88 percent from field goals of 50 yards or longer so it's pretty impressive what what he can do from the long. So I'm going to go Carlson for the Raiders. All right. I like it. Yeah, I like it too. All right, my punter. My punter. Uh, hard. Hard again. It's hard to do once more. <laughs> it's that thing. So when you, once you take Michael Dixon out of the equation, it's, it's uh, who do you go for in terms of punters in the NFL? So – um <laughs> yeah i mean look i mean we could we can make it an all aussie sort of thing and just you know instead of the three best punters just go to three best aussie punters and just get some <laughs> aussie sort of stuff in there I, I'm, I'm just gonna throw that idea out there ian you know we could have you know dixon and then you know two other aussie punters you know one each i'm just gonna throw that one out there <laughs> we could we could uh 
Yeah, Maybe? I, I don't think your punter. I don't think your punter is going to decide. You know, best team. So yeah, no, I'm just, I'm just, I'm just throwing that one out there. <laughs> um, you... yeah, righto. I'm going to do it, and I'm going to leave it open for you, mate. Oh no, hang on. Am I? Am I? Is he still there? I haven't checked. Mm. Here's the here's the hard part: is if you haven't checked that someone's still on a team, are they still actually on that team? Yeah. Um, yes, of course he is. Right, I'm going to go with Aaron Sipos. Okay. Hey, nice. Who is obviously nice. he's uh, Aussie Aussie punter on the Eagles. Mm. Uh, and Major, I left him out there for you. Yeah, I mean, I could I could go with Schnowski. You know, there's, well, that's there's what a, I that's I, what I figured you were yeah. going to do. <laughs> I, I'm go, I'm gonna I'm gonna it's it's a tough one because I I'm torn between him and Cameron Johnston from the Texans, and I just think. I just think Cameron Johnston leads Wisnowski in every statistical category, so I'm going to take Cameron Johnston. Oh my god, it's Mitch, it's Mitch Wisnowski. Are you sh- seriously shitting oh, me all right, here? All right, all right, all right. I'll take I'll take Wisnowski. I'll after, take Wisnowski after for the, the, for the enti- show. For the after show the entire Homer Homer draft you've had for the 49ers, you weren't going to pick the punter. <laughs> Love yeah, all right, all right. I'll take I'll take Wisnowski. Why not? Why not? We we just we just keep it all Aussie. You know that's what I'm saying. I think you know just make sure that everyone knows that when Aussie podcast, we take it all the Aussie punters. You know we we left out you know Ryan Stone Street, Tommy, Tommy Townsend. You know it doesn't matter. You know Aussies Aussies first. That's I I think that was a good. I think that's that's what that's what I was trying to say, Ian. You know yep. even though. There, there might be better punters in the league. I know we might have people say that. I think, you know, getting the Aussie guys on our team, get the Aussie representation up. That way, it'll be fun. More fun to attract some of these Aussie guys this year. It will be. It will absolutely. I, I say we need more Aussie kickers. Mm. Like, I mean, we've got a few more Aussie guys going in the college system on you know, other things these days, but I think we need more Aussie kickers. Don't you agree? Yeah, I, I actually know. Yeah, I know a guy from... um. Pro kick who's actually a kicker, not a punter, I think. I think so. His name's Molly Minards. I used to uh Minards, that's how you pronounce it. Molly Minards, uh, he um actually I commentated his games in the ACT. He kicked a game-winning field goal uh for the Gladiators Juniors, and now he's on Pro Kick Australia. So shout out to Molly out that's there. Cool. Uh keep doing great things for uh Pro Kick out there. I think he's doing some punting. I'm not sure. I've got to ask him, but I'm pretty sure that he is still doing some kicking duties. So I know he's got a super boot behind him. That's what we called him in commentary last year after that game winner, the super boot winning the gladiators there. I think they won the championship of that get of that game winning kick as well, the whole championship. So that was what was really special about that kick. So, you know, yep. shout out to Molly out there doing great picks. Molly right. Minutes. Out Let, there, Pro Kick Australia. Let's keep this going. And I think we'll just keep the same order because I think we'll all have very different ideas here. Sure. Pick pick a coach that would fit with your fit with your team a little bit or a coach that you like. We can't obviously grade coaches. There's mm. no PFF ranking for coaches. Yeah. Um, we Maybe we might down the track, but it's not really going to matter too much. Same as the punters and the kickers. They're not going to break our team. Uh, but... Any current coach in the NFL you can pick. Who would you who would you want if you were building a team? Who would you want to be your head coach? Any current coach doesn't have to just be a head coach. Mm. Uh, we'll stick we'll stick with the same the same uh, order. So Manjot. Oh, I mean, with the sheer amount of 49ers on my team, Kyle <laughs> Shanahan would be the obvious pick. So is that where you're going to go? <laughs> I, I'm going. I'm going to go. With, I, I know there's Andy Reid out there. I know there's, uh, you know, you've got Mike Tomlin, Bill Belichick, all these sort of guys out there. But when we're talking about specific team fits and, you know, specific, like, schemes and that, I'm not just thinking about who's the best coach in the NFL, but who would specifically fit, fit my team. I think Kyle Shanahan, obviously, because of the sheer amount of 49ers, I've got McCaffrey, Debo, Kittle, and, of course, some defenders like Bosa out there. And even the punter on the team. So look, I- I've just got to go with Kyle Shanahan for my coach because he just is going to get the best out of them. The one thing that has got Shanahan badly wrong over the 
over his entire coaching career is the lack of a good quarterback. He's never really had an elite quarterback apart from 2016 Matt Ryan, I would say. So on my team, I've got Josh Allen, Lamar Jackson as my top two, and then Trevor Lawrence as my third. So look, Carl, if the first couple of guys have bad luck and get injured like usual for the 49ers, <laughs> you know, Trevor Lawrence isn't a bad third quarterback. So it's you picking you picking Carl Shanahan is is obvious not just because of the homer of it, but I feel like yeah. a lot so many of your picks were influenced as sort of not just 49ers specific. Players, yeah. but just it's a very 49ers team. It's a very Shanahan yeah. team, and because that's just that's the it. way you lean. So, um, yeah. Look, I'm I, I'm going a similar homer route, and I was picking Kevin O'Connell. Uh, but the main reason okay. for that is my QBs as well, because it, yeah. Kevin O'Connell being a former QB in the league, and I love his uh, offensive schemes, especially with the way he dialed stuff up for the Vikings this year. You know, I've got Joe Burrow and Jalen Hurts uh, in mm-hmm. front of Kirk Cousins. Plus, I've got other weapons, offensive weapons like Kelsey and Hawkinson uh, and Hill, uh, so Tyreek Hill as well as Taysom Hill. Good old my good old T three, uh, Stefan Diggs, you know, and then I've got major running backs like Jonathan Taylor and Nick Chubb, and I feel like that's a very KOC offense. So I was going Kevin O'Connell, uh, Brad, coach. Nice. Uh, you know, I, I just feel like I, I love this exercise. Um, but I, I'm going with a guy who has been around the block for a million years, but who can relate to young and old. And he's shown it um, that he, and his imagination is just next to none. But so I'm going with the Andy Reid for the Chiefs. Uh, yeah, awesome. I just I love him and I love his physique. So uh <laughs> so yeah absolutely oh, quick question yeah, yes quick question yeah uh who would you take to be your defensive coordinator because we all took offensive coaches so i was just wondering who would be a good defensive coordinator to round out your team that's a good that's a great oh. that's a great question i'd probably go with mcdermott for the bills um i'd like uh i'd probably more like uh robert seller yeah mm-hmm. yeah or i i yeah. mean I, I I love uh you know our, the Cowboys DC or um so I I would even I would even take him um but I think McDermott is pretty next level. I, I would be a for me it would be more of a yeah probably a Robert Sala or uh even a uh, is he a DC? He's a DC. Yeah, a Mike Tomlin. So yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah, mm-hmm. Tomlin's great too. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I'd love Bill Belichick coaching my defense. To be honest, well, yeah. I mean, who I, would... I, I would. I put. Yeah. I put Bill back to special teams. It's his love. <laughs> it's his yeah, special love. That's true. I, love it. I think the special teams as well. John Harbaugh would be up there for me because he started off as a special teams coordinator, and then got yeah. fired by the Ravens while he was still a special teams guy. Yep. So Harbaugh would be another guy up there for special teams. Yeah. All right. Cool. That's our best team for 2023, boys. Love we're, it. we're complete. Oh, wow. Our teams are complete. This has been a great June and July, I feel like. Yeah. It's the first off-season for G'day Gridiron, and I think this has been a great amount of content for us. Uh, and we will be looking back on it throughout the year, keeping track on it, because, of course, as I have been saying along the way, we are going to be keeping score via PFF grades. So we'll be looking back on it. August brings a, a new challenge. We're going to be into divisional previews. Uh, across all of the the podcasts, or our, our sister podcasts as well. So the fantasy, Aussie NFL fantasy, we're doing a lot of fantasy divisional previews. Uh, on G'day, the three of us will be looking into just basically NFL previews for each division. So we'll start off with the East next week, AFC East and NFC East. So that's going to be some more fun times through August as we ramp up through all these training camps and into the first week of the season in September. We are so close to one month till football. It's uh, it's getting really crazy. Yeah, so freaking hyped. You know, I'm really excited for this season of Good A Grenade coming up. Excited for what we've got across the Aussie Grenade Network. Of course, excited for Aussie NFL Fantasy too with my boys, Maddie and Taylor. It's going to be a great August, I think. This is an idea we've been coming up with yep. for quite a long time. I think I was trying to push this out last year when we didn't have a show going. But then, you know, we finally got 
everything going this year. We've got good structure. I think we had a great off season. And finally, we get to execute this idea, this cross promotion. I'm excited. Yep, very excited. You guys. Very excited. So, so look out for that. Uh, we'll have two episodes each week during August. So they'll be they'll be up on a, on some days uh, yet, which I haven't decided which, but we'll have two episodes up. Um, apart from that, make sure you follow our socials at G'day Gridiron on Facebook, Insta, and Twitter, and we follow Manjot at Pastry Press NFL. He is still doing countdowns. He's doing so many posts every day now. <laughs> Check out yeah. our, boy, our boys in Aussie NFL Fantasy. And, yeah, look out for some big announcements and some big things as we keep coming through into August. Fun, boys. That was great. Excellent. Thank you. Righto. See you later. Thank you, everyone. G'day Gridiron is brought to you by the Aussie Gridiron Network, Australia's home of Gridiron content.